Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Pastor Dave. Hello, Cecilia. How are you? I'm well, and yourself? I am good. I am very excited, in fact. What brings such excitement to your life today? Uh, We have a letter from the inbox. Uh This letter is from our friend Jerry. Hi, Hi, Jerry. Jerry says, hello, Pastor Dave and Cecilia. I'm sorry to have to inform you that you have ruined a perfectly beautiful song. What? And would strongly advise you not to give up your day job. Hmm. (laughs) Just joking with you, but please don't do it too often. Hmm. Yeah, I remember which song he's talking about, too. Oh, hey, Jude, don't let me down. Take a sad song. That one? That one. All right. Hey, uh, Pastor Dave? Yeah. I'm very excited. Good, because I'm not. I'm (laughs) depressed now. (laughs) Ah, come on. Cheer up. It's a beautiful day, you know. No, it's not. It's a beautiful day to sing. I got a negative email because I sang. You sang last week. Do we get any email about your singing? No. Well, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. In the last two lessons of Room 4216, we've talked about the book of Jude, and that there were ungodly men who were coming into church uh, and... Dividing the people, going on their own natural instincts, and not having the Spirit of God. And now we pick up with verse 11. Woe to them! They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. What you got there, little brother? I have a sacrifice to the Lord. Hmm? Well, it looks like that looks like the one that was born months ago. Uh, that's that one's growing up and it's really good. And well, why don't you take one of the other ones that, that that were just born a little bit ago? Well, because that one was the best, and I want to give God my best, brother. Hmm. Well. What do you have there? Oh, uh, 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 I've got some grapes that I harvested uh, 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 last l- l- last month. But didn't you make wine two or three months ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was left over from that. Oh. little one, just a bit further. Come on, little lamb. Yes, lay right there. Lord God, I brought you this lamb to say thank you for all you've done for me. You like it? 
Oh, I'm so glad. Hi, God. I brought you my sacrifice. I hope you like them. They were really good. You you don't like them? But, but what do you mean, my heart? What? what? Where is that no good, miserable, rotten brat of my younger brother? Hello, brother. Ah, Abel, how are you? I'm doing very well. Good. The Lord liked my sacrifice. Oh, Although yeah, I do miss I'm the, glad. I do miss my lamb, but... Hey, I got to show you something. Would you come out here in the field with me? Of course. Yeah. We'll just walk a little it's further. Right, here, right here. Look Now, look over there. Yes. I, I don't know... Ah! Yeah. Lord love my sacrifice. You won't rub that in my face anymore, baby brother. Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. The Trails and Tales of the Prophets. So where are we going again, Master Balaam? Well, Jeb, it came down kind of like this. The king of Moab, he had sent a bunch of his princes and asked for my my wonderful powers. You know how I can just call this down and boom, it happens. Yep. And I call that down and boom, it happens. Yep. Well, he came with his regular divination uh, uh, process of uh, uh, protocol and money. And uh, I went to the Lord and the Lord said no. So I sent him back home. Yep. Well. Then the next day, he sent even greater princes, and and uh, and they asked me to come again and do a, a cursing on uh, on the Israelites because they're all over like grasshoppers all over the land. And I said, I really shouldn't, but okay, I'll 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 I'll, I'll go with you and see how it works. Okay. Yep. So that's where we're going now. So God said you go. Uh, well, um, you asked too many questions there, Jeb. Sorry there, Master Balaam. Yeah, I gotta take care of the family, you know. Feed the baby. Baby needs new shoes. Yep. I reckon we're almost there now, Jeb. Whoa, 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 Ia, what you doing here? Ia, you get back on the road. Hey, I beat you, I tell you what to do. Now you get back here in that road.
This road's getting a mighty narrow, Master Balaam. There's a couple of vineyards, see? One on that side and one on that there side. Yeah, I can see just fine. What are you talking about? I can see a vineyard there and a vineyard there. Let me just go ahead. I'll, I'll show you how to get through. Whoa, whoa donkey, whoa! Ah, ow! Stop it! Ow! Ow, my foot! Dumb Eeyore, you smashed my foot! You sure were supposed to keep going, Master Balaam. Well, of course so. There's a good pot of gold at the end of this. It's a pretty penny for me to wingle and dingle and, and say my poof words and abracadabra and my divination and oh my, all I got to do is a few things like that and we are in the money. Whoa, ER, what are you doing? Why'd you lay down, Eeyore? Get up! You dumb animal, get up, Eeyore! You stupid donkey won't get up! Get up, I said! He don't look happy. Come on, Eeyore, get up! Excuse me, Mr. Balaam. I've heard in their TED Talks, and my coach gave me lots of pep talks, but I ain't never heard a donkey talk till now. What have I done that you keep beating me? You made a darn fool of me, you stupid donkey. Why in the heck you doing this, Eeyore? If I had a sword in my hand, I think I'd chop you to pieces right now. Aren't I your faithful donkey? Don't I carry you everywhere? Am I in the habit of letting you down? Uh, uh well, Master Balaam, if... Speak up, Jeb, what do you want? Well, well if you want a sword... Yeah? That there fella two feet in front of you's got one. Fella in front of me? Hi there, Lord. Um, I think I boo booed. No, oh, um, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll stop using the spiritual stuff for my own profit, okay? For the entire story of Balaam, see Numbers, chapters 22 and 23. Moses, isn't it enough that you have brought us up out of the land of Egypt and now you want to lord it over us? Not only that... You haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey or given us fields and vineyards as you said would happen. Will you gouge out our eyes that we stop seeing this desert and only hear the dribble you feed us? 
people of God, if these men die a natural death and experience only what usually happens to men, well, then you'll know that I am not sent by God. But if God does something new, say the earth opens its mouth and swallows them whole, and all that they have, that they go down to the grave alive, then you will know that they treated God with contempt. For the entire story of Korah's rebellion and destruction, see Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 through 33. So, Cecilia, b before we start talking about this, why don't you reread verse 11? Woe to them! They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. So Jude here is, says, they, they, they. And who's the they he's talking about? The, uh, the bad guys, the... the the non-believers. The non... Not just those. No. It's the... The, the ones mean, that are pretending to be believers. Right. Who are actually leaders who've slipped secretly into the congregation. And they are seen by three specific ways. Do you remember what the three were? Yeah. They try to divide. Divide. They go on natural instinct. Natural instinct. And they do not have the Spirit of God. Okay. And you mentioned uh, uh, in the break uh, that you used to play this uh, matching game. Uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a game. It was part of our tests in ah, school. Ah, that's right. You match might... the word with the definition. Okay, so let's match the word with the definition. Okay. The definition would be the three stories. Cain. Uh, they've gone the way of Cain. What one would that be? Um... Well, there was certainly division. That's true. Divided between, the family, um, blew them asunder. Yeah, but yes. that's not it. I don't think that's it. Okay. Uh, I can't say that Cain necessarily had the spirit of God, so it could be that, but I don't think so. I think that it was natural instinct. Just was extremely angry. Rage and jealousy. I agree. That's the natural, and he he acted upon that natural instinct. I'll get him. Mm -hmm. All right. How about the second one then? Um, Balaam's error. Well, that that to me is pretty easy. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much talk of division there. Okay, so mm -hmm. we so we eliminate the natural instinct. That one's used now. Mm -hmm. So. I don't see a lot of division. Mm -hmm. um, That's right. So, so it be has to be that he did not have... Matters. Sorry? Spiritual matters. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to use the spiritual ability of speaking the truth and blessing and cursing for his own profit. Misuse of spiritual things. Right. Which then would leave the third one Cora's as a rebellion. matter of deduction to 
division. It's there's uh, 250 of these people who are yelling and screaming against Moses, and Korah was just their leader, but they were divided. And they were trying to divide the Israelites. Mm -hmm. Don't follow Moses. He's a crooked man who's brought us out into the desert to die. Yeah, yeah. Now, do we see these three things occurring today? Oh. Um. I think the first one that comes obvious is the uh, natural instincts. People still... Uh, respond with bloody rage and anger, instinctively acting before thinking. That's interesting. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's it. Uh, because the first one I thought of was division. <gasps> oh. I remember the uh, past this past election and how divided the country was. Um, some wanted this person. Some wanted that. And it still is mm-hmm. divided, very much so. And it is very much so, on, it seems to be, upon racial lines. Now, we should note, or at least I would like to note, Jude is talking about the church, the body of Christ, the people who gather in a local congregation, not the, the nation as a whole. That is true, but isn't, uh, and, and isn't there division in our churches too? And many times it follows and it's a reflection of our nation, indeed. And sometimes the division can be other things, like, I don't like this pastor, but I like this pastor. I don't like this style of worship, but I do. There's many things that we can be divided on, and that's what Jude is speaking about. Don't be divided. And what overcomes the division and brings both sides together? The Holy Spirit. And that moves us to that third one, the spiritual aspect, to see that there's something else besides what's just in front of us, that God is involved. And not only God involved, but when we bring God into the picture, (laughs) excuse the joke, we also bring his character. And when we bring his character, that means we bring his love. And that covers a multitude of sins, as the Bible says. Reading Jude, verses 12 and 13. These men are blemishes at your love feasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit, and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame. Wandering stars, for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Wow. Uh, Jude has some very harsh words here. He's really got it out for these guys, or in for these guys. Yeah. And the reason is because... Uh, these are shepherds, these are pastors, what we call today, people that should be caring for and the nourishment of their f- flock, for their people, and they're not. 
And verse 12 even talks about them in the love feast. That's referring to Holy Communion mm-hmm. and the feast they'd have. Sometimes it would be like, it's kind of a combination. There is a both and. Certainly it is communion. But they also had almost like a potluck dinner at the end. Yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, and so it's both and it can mean either one. And because they did both, it would be both of them. It would be, perhaps they, the feast was meant for, um, let's say the potluck part, it was meant for uh, the whole church, and yet these people took the best portions of what was served. Yeah. Kind of right? Yeah, yeah. And he talks about it in that first practical, and then he talks about it with the spiritual aspect that they're shepherds who only feed themselves. That would be like uh, me being a pastor of a thousand-member church, and I'm supposed to be preaching the word and, 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 and taking care of the flock, but all I do is, is read through the Bible all week long, and then I give a, a monologue, which ain't much of a sermon, but boy, I'm taking care of myself because I'm reading the Bible every single day, and I'm in prayer for myself every single day. Or perhaps you're not even doing that much. You're writing your sermon at the last minute and going fishing a good number of the days, but still taking your salary. It's not a good sight. No. And he gives another concept of another visual picture. He talks about it as a blemish. This word is used several other places. The one that sticks in my mind is um, in in, uh, Ephesians 5.22, where Jesus said he presents his, his bride, the church, to himself as a radiant, he presents the church to himself as a radiant bride without spot or blemish. And it really gives the idea of this beautiful woman walking down the aisle on her mm-hmm. wedding day with this beautiful white dress, but right down the middle of it is a coffee stain or. Uh. Or uh, something else spilled. Changed the oil in their car that morning. And it's just, I mean, it's, you could see at one time totally it was a beautiful the... dress. And for those who have never seen white, imagine uh, a beautiful, uh, smooth, silk, smooth dress. And then this awful... Uh, uh, Rip or tear Rip or, or tear or, or this awful... Oh, uh, when I use Elmer's glue oh, and yes. I sometimes wipe it on my t-shirt, on my on my belly, and, <laughs> and I really shouldn't do that anymore because if there really is some, uh, it dries and it dries this big round crust. I've got some t-shirts that have this... A nice t-shirt except for in the spots where I put my fingers and then it's like just this big round crusty thing. And it's, yeah. yeah, and it actually feels yuck on my stomach too if I bump it. So... That's the idea. It's, it should have been, it once was, but it ain't no more. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 13, he actually speaks about these teachers in uh, four different examples, each one noting how they seem to be good or should be good, but they're worthless. They're empty. They're, they're not helpful. They're not good. It's, it's not worthwhile. And what were those four again, Cecilia? They are clouds. Uh, clouds are a good thing, right? Well, clouds give that opportunity and, and expectation of rain. And if a farmer sees a cloud, oh, yay! But these if, clouds are without rain. That's right. And so are these shepherds. What's the next one? Uh, a tree. Autumn trees. Autumn trees. They should have fruit. 
bearing fruit. And that's why it's, it's, it's twice dead is not only is it not bearing fruit, these shepherds, but then they're uprooted, which means they're dead. Yeah, they've been separated from the ground and no good. And so they're twice dead. Not only do they don't bear fruit, but now they're up from the ground. Third Wild one? waves of the sea. Now, I, I did scratch my head on this one. What did you say first just a moment ago? I said that, that okay, waves can be fun. Uh, y- you can enjoy them at the beach. But if they get to be too crazy and wild, then they're not good. Well, Crazy people- and wild, yes. And, and, and to have foam on top of waves. I remember this growing up as a kid. I remember several times uh, being on the shore and Dad said, nope, there's white caps. And I said, what do you mean? Mm. He said, just look at the waves. And it literally looks like there's a white cap sitting on top of these the water that's up one foot. And that's a white cap. It had that white thing. That's the foam. Now, if the waves are only six inches and rippling, uh, they didn't have that. So they had to be fairly significant, fairly tall, and that means they're dangerous if they have that white cap, that foam on it. So now going with that description, now you're saying... These people, these, these supposed shepherds, were telling the people, listen to me, I know this and I know that, and I've been given this revelation and that revelation. And so they're spitting out all kinds of nonsense. And going back to my dad's example, you better not go out in the boat this afternoon with these white caps. It'll, it'll turn you over. And literally, they can. They can rock the boat. There's more power to these white caps, these foamy waves, and you realize it can flip a boat just boom. Mm-hmm. And so the false teachings can flip a life. And then the fourth example. Wandering stars. Yeah. This one, and, and, and both the people who were on the sea as well as the fishermen, and many knew a lot about fishermen, not only Peter, James, and John. Wouldn't be surprised if Jude knew some fishing. They would watch the stars and know from that which way was east and west, north and south. Sure, just like some people used to or still do navigate by the North Star. Yes, but... There are certain things that you don't depend on. The moon, Venus, uh, Mars, these move erratically and are undependable for accurate tracking your location and direction. And that's what, again, he's saying. These guys are so bad, they'll pull you here, pull you there. They're going to get you lost. And that's why they're so bad. Well, I see our time is about up for today, and so I think we're going to have to stop. And Pastor please Dave. do come back next week, and we Pastor will finish. Dave, we yes, can't Cecilia. end on a we can't end on a condemning note. Hmm. Good point. God loves you. Okay, uh, and we'll pick oh, up next week. Come on, which... we're talking about Jude here. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Okay, what do we talk about here in Jude? What do we start with? Uh, let's see. We started with. Cain and Abel. Okay. Um, Gospel. Mm, Cain was bad. Mm. Uh, Abel. Uh, Even though Cain and Abel had both sinned, Abel gave a gift, and he gave it because his heart was with the Lord, and the Lord received it. And Balaam? Even though we sometimes go after our own prophet, 
God did not strike him down, but gave him three warnings, even used a, an, a donkey to speak to him, to stop him, because he wanted to have mercy on Balaam. Uh, and Korah and the, the guys that were following who were destroyed? Um, let's see. The negative there would be um, if you test the Lord, if you are arrogant towards the Lord and, and cause division. You, you know, we're talking gospel. But, uh, but uh, okay, um, um, God saved how many millions? And he point. saved them out of Israel, out of slavery. And even though Korah said, ah, what are you going to do, poke out my eyes? Make me blind so I can't see how bad it is now? But what did God do? He did bring them to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And not only that, but he promises to do that for us for everlasting life. It seems like it's a desert sometimes. Don't give up on God because God doesn't give up on you. And just as... Uh, we're, we're talking about the, uh, the, the, the shepherds who do all kinds of wrong things. God gives us shepherds, people who can teach us. And who do teach us. Because again, God doesn't give up on you. You, we, uh, are, are not, not alone. alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn, interlude musicians. Happy Trails to You from A Cowboy Roundup, produced by Mark Howard. And Brent Ford as Cora. <laughs>